Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we talk about the Hawks' 112-123 to loss to the New York Knicks. The Hawks are unable to stop their losing slide, and Julius Randle goes absolutely bonkers, unable to miss, and carries the Knicks to a win on Monday night. Without further ado, let's get into it. Well, that was another game where the Hawks got into it late. They were within two points with about three minutes to go, and then the bottom just fell out and the Knicks took control. It was really powered by one Julius Randle. Julius Randle had a night to remember for the forward for the New York Knicks. He scored 44 points. He hit a bunch of threes, hit seven three-pointers, his career high. And for a guy who has really dominated the Hawks in the two performances against the Hawks so far this season, he had 28 points in Atlanta earlier this year, now 44. Um, It was just a masterful showing of shooting skill. Uh, For his career, Julius Randle has averaged 16 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, shot 49% from the field, and 31% from 3. This season, Julius Randle is averaging 23 points a game, 11 rebounds, 5.5 assists a game, 47% shooting from the field, and 40% shooting from 3-point land, 80% shooting from the free throw line. Um, In the game in Atlanta, uh, Julius Randle took five three-pointers. He made zero of them. And in this game against Atlanta in New York, Julius Randle got started early, and he never really uh, gave gave in. He did not have a good second quarter. In fact, he only scored four points in the second quarter, all from the free-throw line. But other than that quarter, Julius Randle had double digits in the first, third, and fourth quarter and hit three-pointers, at least one three-pointer in all of those quarters as well. Uh, to go through his shooting, just to ha- talk about the night that Julius Randle had, I think we need to talk about all these mi- makes that he had because they weren't just easy shots um, or all wide-open shots. They were contested shots. They were shots at the end of shot clocks, um, and he just made all of them. It, there's been some debate. There's been a lot of debate on if the hot hand exists. I think any basketball player would tell you there's a points in – games where you feel like you're in the zone and you feel like the hoop is you know as big as a trash can and you can't miss um and then other times where you can't buy a shot it feels like there's actually a lid on the basket and for Julius Randle I mean he could not miss he got started um the way you would want any score to get started he hit a mid-range shot over John Collins that was kind of a step in from the three-point line John Collins was there but wasn't super close he then makes a wide open three-pointer to get started there, John Collins is trying to get back to him and doesn't really get back to him. Um, then Julius has a step-back three-pointer with John Collins is contesting him and just hits the three-pointer right over JC. And so those back-to-back three-pointers that gives Randall a quick eight points. He has a pull-up jumper at the elbow. He got very comfortable going to the elbow that he hit over John Collins. And then he had a pull-up long two over John Collins after that. Um, he has a fall away in the paint over Cam Reddish where he has a spin move. In fact, Julius Randle's nickname, which is not given fondly, was Beyblade for uh, the New York Knicks fans because of his Julius's spin move that he had. And because it was so disastrous, they called him Beyblade. But nice little spin move, hit a fall away uh, two-pointer over um, Cam Reddish. And then he hits a 
three-pointer over Oneka Okongwu, who's kind of late getting out there, and those were the 17 points in the first quarter for Julius Randle. So he just got going, and, I mean, once he hit a couple shots, the Hawks were there. They did lose him a couple times. Oneka Okongwu um, did not get out to him, and at the beginning of the game, John Collins wasn't closing out particularly hard, but, he, you know, Julius Randle was making shots that you're okay with the Knicks taking. Those long twos are something that you definitely want – the opponent to be taking in the second quarter like I said Julius got all of his points from the free throw line he, he made two and then he made one on the next two trips he had to the free throw line he just made one of two two times in the third quarter he had, the Hawks made a little bit of an adjustment by having Clint Capella guard uh, Julius Randle instead of John Collins I thought it was a nice little way to look at kind of how teams guard Trey Young with length the Hawks did this by putting Clint Capella on Julius Randle when he got going. I thought Capella did a fine job, especially keeping Randle outside the paint and not getting to the basket. Uh, Randle had a nice drive to the basket where he got in between Capella and the basket and was able to make a layup. He then hit a corner three. The Hawks got unlucky a couple of times on a couple of possessions where they would get their hands on the ball, the ball would squirt away, but the Knicks were able to retain possession, and in that scramble, the Hawks lost Julius Randle. He had a corner three in that one. The next time, again, in another back-to-back set for Julius Randle where he hit threes, the Hawks completely mess up a screen. They let Julius Randle, who's already hit four threes, get a wide-open three, and he drains it. Um, Julius gets the free throw line, makes two free throws, and then the Knicks started to attack Trey Young with the pick-and-roll, and they put um, Randle in pick and roll with whoever Trey was guarding and that got uh, Randall a little bit of a layup where he got to go into the basket with Trey Young on him. He had a late clock deep three where the Knicks again kind of got bailed out by throwing the ball out to Julius Randall. He is a step back from the three-point line, throws it up and it goes in and then finally and kind of what really was a brutal shot and really put the game out of reach for the Hawks, he made this uh, late clock two where they were coming at the Knicks were come, throwing the ball from out of bounds and bounds got it to Julius Randle it almost looked like he was shooting from behind the backboard and Kevin Herter and uh, Cam Reddish are guarding him Julius Randle throws up this moon ball I think it scraped the the ceiling at the garden um, but it went in and that was for 42 points and then finally with under 30 seconds to go he hit two free throws to end up with 44 points but it was just a ridiculous showing of shooting. And sometimes that happens and you just got to, you know, you got to give it give it to the player. Julius Randle just had it going. And um, that basket must have looked huge. He was throwing anything up and it was going in. And um, kudos to him. The, the Knicks also got a strong performance from their second-year guard, guard forward, R.J. Barrett. Barrett played 32 minutes. He was 8 of 14 from the field, hit all of his three-pointers, 3 of 3 for 21 points he got six rebounds four of those offensive those offensive boards definitely hurt the Hawks one of them in particular was off of a free throw which Randall missed the Knicks were able to get the ball pass out to a three-point shooter of course they drained the three and that kept the Knicks in it Um, also off the bench Emmanuel quickly quickly who had hurt the Hawks in the first matchup had another very nice game 22 minutes he was four of 11 of the field but all four of his made shots were three-pointers 16 points, 2 rebounds, and 5 assists. 
and he has so much confidence. Again, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, um, 4 of 11 from the field. His floater does not look very good at all, but he's 4 of 8 from three-point land, and he shoots that thing with confidence. Uh, one of the possessions, he came down after the Hawks hit a three and just walked into a three-pointer, drained it, and kept the lead at around four points. So anytime the Hawks kind of got close, um, or even threatened to stretch a lead out. The Hawks had a really nice second quarter after getting down by 11 points in the first quarter. The Hawks had a wonderful second quarter, made the game close, and got a seven-point lead in the third quarter, but they were unable to stretch that lead. And in fact, the Knicks came all the way back and took a five-point lead into the fourth quarter. And I really thought that stretch of the game was important for the Hawks. And uh, I thought the Knicks did a good job of keeping keeping the Hawks close and then taking the lead and never really giving it back. The Hawks weren't able to get the lead in the fourth quarter. They got within one point. Um, the backup guys sort of did a good job the first couple minutes of the fourth quarter, but were unable to get over the hump. And then Trey and um, some of the starters came in and the Knicks went on a big run and it just it never got close after that, especially with the way that Julius Randle was shooting. For the Hawks, some notable performances. Skylar Mays continues to take the minutes he's getting and play really well he played 14 minutes was four of eight from the field one of three from three-point land had 11 points three rebounds and one assist you'd like to see his assist come up but he is not afraid to be aggressive and going to the basket um he still needs to figure out how to finish around the basket but it's good to see how aggressive he is gallo was great off the bench three of five all three of his shots were three-pointers seven of seven from the free throw line 16 points five rebounds he did have five fouls and it's brutal for Gallo to try to be any sort of defender at the five or even the four at this point. He's just really slow, and it's hard for him to stay in front of guys. But when he's hitting threes, it doesn't really matter. He did a good job. And the bench scoring was not a problem for the Hawks. The Hawks had scored 31 points off the bench. The Knicks had 32. It was really Julius Randle who stuck it to the Hawks. Trey Young played 40 minutes. He was 16 of 19 from the field, only one of four of three-point land. He was 10 of 12 from free throws for 23 points, three rebounds, and eight assists. And for the Hawks to really get going, Trey's just going to have to be a little bit more efficient. His floater was not falling at the beginning of this game. I thought later in the game he did hit a floater, and you could see Trey start nodding and kind of think he figured out what his floater was, and it it did start going from there. But if Trey's not going to be super efficient, it's going to be really hard for the Hawks to get any wins. They didn't continue. They had been doing really a good job of you know, passing the ball and getting assists. The Hawks only had 17 assists against the Knicks. Cam Reddish uh, did play all right. He was 4 of 12 from the field, 2 of 8 from three-point land, 6 of 6 from the free-throw line for 16 points. He needs to shoot the ball a little bit a bit better. He, I am pleased with how aggressive he is being. Getting those six free-throws is huge for him. If he just goes 4 of 12, 2 of 8, no free throws, that's an awful game, but him being able to get to the free throw line is a big advantage for him, and I hope he tries to do that even a little bit more. Of course, you want him to be shooting the three ball a little bit better, but it's good that he's taking those shots, and he, he'll just have to keep taking them and hopefully start hitting them soon. Clint Capella was efficient, 7-11 from the field, one of two free throws. He had 18 boards, another double-double for Clint. Six of those offensive, two blocks, one assist, and Capella did a nice job, I thought, on Randall. Um, of course, Randall was already rolling by the time Clint Capella was guarding him, but I thought Capella did a nice job shifting over and guarding Julius Randall. Kevin Herter had a rough night. He had a big three that it looked like was going to be the spark for the Hawks. It was a three that gave the Hawks the lead, 
but he was only one of nine of from the three-point line. He did get to the free throw line for three free throws. He had eight points and five assists, and he also had one of the like bonehead plays of the game. He got all the way to the rim and tried to feed Clint Capella instead of going up, and it resulted in a turnover when, you know, Nerlens Noel was right there for the Knicks, but uh, Kevin Herter has got to either go up and get fouled or make that shot, and it gives the Hawks all that momentum. Finally, I think the brightest spot for the Hawks was the play of John Collins. He played 30 minutes, 8 of 14 from the field, hit 3 of 3 three-pointers. By this point, you know what I'm going to say. He needs to be shooting at least four three-pointers, especially if he's 3 of 3. Um, neither him or Trey hit a shot from the field in the fourth quarter, uh, but John had 19 points, four rebounds, two of those offensive, one steal, one block. And John just needs to be more involved, especially on nights where he's playing as well offensively as he did. He needs to get be getting the ball more, and he needs to be shooting shots, including three-pointers, and needs to be more aggressive finding his own shot. And um, he, does, he doesn't get to the free-throw line. He had no free-throws. It's wild that a player who gets to the basket as well as John Collins does doesn't get free-throws. It might be because he has such great body control that he, he doesn't accentuate fouls as other great foul drawers do but um john collins has just got to be more assertive on the offensive end of the ball um you know there's not much more to say i thought that the hawks really again had done they have a poor first quarter get it all of it almost all of it back in the second quarter playing really well hold julius randall to only four points all at the free throw line in the second quarter and then build a lead all the way up to a seven point lead in the third quarter, but then find themselves down five in the fourth quarter. Um, it's hard to be continuously digging yourself out of those sort of holes and it's exhausting and the Hawks are not at full strength. No teams are at full strength at this point in the season, but they have to find a way to get this first win. Um, right now it feels like they're finding new ways to lose every game. And I thought the Hawks actually played pretty well against the Knicks. You know, that game against the Spurs was brutal in a game you never want to see. And then against the Pacers, they had a lead, and the Pacers came back in what felt like, you know, they were just hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, and then finally got the win. But this game against the Knicks, you know, it was it felt like two evenly matched teams, and the Hawks just didn't have it going, and uh, the Knicks got their guy going in Julius Randle and then kept going to him, kept finding him, and Julius was able to carry the Knicks to a victory. So... The Hawks have two games against the Boston Celtics this week. The Celtics aren't doing anything great right now. They're 5-5 five of five in their last 10. But uh, both games are in Boston. So it's going to be a tough stretch on Wednesday and Friday for the Hawks. They're going to be without their head coach. Lloyd Pierce is coming back to Atlanta to um, be with his wife as they ha- have their second child. Uh, and so Nate McMillan has taken over for Coach Lloyd Pierce, and we'll see how he does against the Celtics. But right now, the Hawks just have to get that first win. I think once that first win comes, they'll be able to go on a little bit of run themselves. But it's not going to be easy, and they can't they can't have any stretches in games where they give up five or ten points and then turn a four point lead into a six point deficit. They just got to you know build leads and hold on to leads. Um, so you know this game. You know, you got to tip your hat to Julius Randle. Wonderful performance for him. And thankfully, uh, we only see the Knicks one more time this season. But, you know, the Hawks, will they will get a win. They'll get a win this season. Um, and we'll, hopefully it'll come in Boston on Wednesday. And we will talk about that performance then. Go Hawks.
Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that is a huge help to me in the Kettlecast. Go Hawks!